This is The Third Factor. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Chris. And uh, we're at Black Hat. And we're about to take our mobile rig down to the floor, talk to some folks, look at some booths, and just give you a feel for what it's like to be at this big security show out here in Las Vegas. And then we'll retreat back up here to our mobile studio and give you our thoughts and sort of talk about what we saw. So with that, down to the floor. Episode number two, everyone. Live from the floor at Black Hat. You can hear the hubbub. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Chris. And uh, so, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about last time was we would take a look around at some of the guys, you know, showing their wares here at the, on the show floor and see what's kind of interesting. Now, I don't know if I know, noticed anything off the bat that's terribly interesting. There is a lot of promises to, uh, you know, holistically secure your entire enterprise with this one <laughs> single product yeah, with the use of, of uh, analytics and big data and real-time threat stuff. Yeah, I think that's what I'm seeing most is everything is, not everything, but a lot of things here are analytics, predictive, machine learning, yeah. AI. We, we know what's bad is going to happen to you well before it actually starts to happen. I also see it more than I'm used to seeing. A lot of at least the marketing side of things certainly is uh, saying we're going to actually stop everything. Right. Yeah, a lot of promises. A lot of promises. Not, you know, we're going to focus on a specific problem set or we're going to help you move from step A to step B, but we're just going to end it. Yeah. So maybe they're, you know, that particular company, we won't say who it is, of course. Sure. Uh, with the tagline, you know, probably their marketing staff does, isn't, is new to security. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is challenge hackers. Right. Yeah. No one could possibly steal anything from me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this one off their board. The only solution that prevents all device compromise. All of it. Stops all ongoing attacks and automates the hunt for next generation attacks. That's pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean, everything that's happening now will stop, right. and everything that's about to happen will stop. And all devices, even the ones that aren't out yet. Yeah. That's so kind of apparently, I don't know why anyone else is here because you should just go to their booth and call it a day. I think that's what they're trying to have you do, <laughs> but I have a sneaking suspicion that they don't really do what they're, that's it. Yeah. They probably do something, and it's probably valuable, <laughs> but I don't know that it's that. I've also never heard of them, have you? No, I've never, okay. never heard of them. Um, <laughs> hold on. Hey, Jonathan, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you need to make security possible? Because um, if you do... I thought it already was possible, but maybe I'm mistaken. There's, there's a place you can go here where that's the only thing written on their entire stand. Yeah, I'm confused. Is the company called Make Security Possible? Um, it's unclear. Yeah. It does look like they have a cup full of urine. They're, well, they're, you know what? It's interesting. They're giving away first aid kits, so maybe they're not talking about computer security. Maybe they're oh. like, you fell down the stairs. That's right. Make I need, it secure. I, that is not a secure staircase, and it's impossible. Yeah, little first aid kits, it looks like. You're, it's true. Yeah, she took two. All right. Oh, help yourself. <laughs> Apparently, we're also at Comic-Con, because now I'm looking at two of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Groot. And the other guy. And so, as you may have been able to tell by now, Chris and I are trying to find interesting topical things to tell you about. Yeah. But really, it's kind of more of a carnival than an actual learn about security products. Yeah, maybe the show is in Las Vegas for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna hunt some more. We're gonna find someone that we can talk to that really doesn't want to try to give us a beer or a fidget spinner. So <laughs> it's gonna be hard by. to do. Chris, back here. We're actually with. Kevin yep. from Fun Capture. Hi, Kevin. How are you going? Good. How are you? Excellent. We just had a little off-mic conversation about how Fun Capture can sort of take some of the risk of what 
I don't know, automation and hackers can do by getting around traditional captures, right? Yeah, sure. So capture is a product that determines humans from bots. So the goal of a capture is something that a human can solve 100% of the time mm -hmm. that a machine can't solve. Uh, we know that we can already automate recapture with an 85% accuracy rate. So that's not very good at stopping bots. Doesn't right? sound good, right? Uh, so Fun Capture, which is our product, it works in a very different way. So we present a challenge that uses 3D renders uh, that are things that humans can comprehend that machines can't. Yep. Uh, we work with a company called MATLABS, which is the Mathematics and Machine Vision Company. Yeah. And we work with them on one of the hardest machine vision problems no one's commercially trying to solve. And we use that. Uh, those as they are kind of like they're the gaps that we create our challenges in. So very good. There's no off-the-shelf software that can recognize or understand our shapes. Yeah, it's something that our human eyes and brain have been calibrated for millions that's of years correct. to do. Yeah, that's correct. Very, very cool. I, I, uh, I like the idea. Thanks also for the treats. We got some delicious Australian yes. treats. Yes. So, booth. so we're an Australian company. So yeah. of course we have to have Tim Tams along for the event. Yeah, you got to represent for yeah. Australia, which that's I think right. is pretty cool here at Black Hat. Uh, it's a really interesting idea and a nice way to take something that it was always intended to do security. Yeah. So it never worked. Yeah. So re recaptures, unfortunately, kind of the business model is that how do we classify, how do we get people to help us classify images? And it's a huge Achilles heel when you're creating a security product that also has to have high comprehension, right? Right, exactly. So we've taken a step back and we've gone, no, we're going to make the challenge something people can comprehend and then make it something secure. That approach is considerably more secure and much more easier. Sounds like it. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much yeah. for your time. No Good problem. luck. Yeah. Enjoy. We've been coming down a little hard on some of the marketing tagline situation. Yeah. and. You know, maybe it's just security marketing's hard, actually. Yeah, it is hard because it all sounds the same. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen as bold a claim as a company that says they're securing the world, and then the bottom of their whole situation says we have simply mapped all the right ways to do things. Yeah, so we call this anti-marketing, right? So we talked about how everybody is all. Predictive analytics, threat intelligence, yeah. all this stuff. They, they specifically say on their booth, none of that. Yeah, they literally list out. All the hot technologies, we don't have any of that. We don't have any of that. <laughs> what they have We've simply they've simply mapped all the right ways to do things. Should we ask them what are the right things? What are these things they've mapped? It's not a bad idea. All right, let's, let's see go if we can find someone who can answer that. All right. We do a podcast. Oh, okay. So can we ask you some questions? Well, no. you don't, it's okay. You don't have to you answer. You don't have to answer. <laughs> but we saw the side where it was like, we don't do predictive analytics. We don't do AI. We don't do any of the sandboxing or whatever. We don't. Yeah. We just do the right, we simply mapped right. the right way to do things. What things, what is that? So uh, we do something called behavior pattern mapping where you basically monitor all the different behaviors of the operating system. And then you try to uh, differentiate between what's good behavior and what's mm. malicious if they meet a certain criteria. So um, we do something called whitelisting. I see. So when you say you map the right ways to do things, you mean you map that the system, we know what the okay things for a system to do are, right. and anything that's not okay is bad by default. Exactly. So that's why we say we don't care about the kind of threat we're facing or the threat vector. Um, we're not an antivirus or a firewall. We don't use AI or machine learning. Gotcha. Uh, all right, very interesting. Thank you. You do have your keys still here in case we want to steal whatever's well, you know, in there. I figure, I don't know if there's a They were pointing out that our keys are. Help yourself. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a little loud here because there's a, uh, a presentation going on in a booth. Uh, the, the booth says that their apps have been deployed one plus billion times. 
So a billion and one. A billion and one times. Right. That's, That's very, very precise. Yeah. I, I mean, I just when they went to the printer, that must have been it. It must be a bummer <laughs> now because it's probably six plus billion times by now. Right. They had to print this a week ago. So something that I think is interesting, one of the one of the problems that I think that I see in real security and that also I think is trying to be reflected, as we kind of talked about earlier, is that the impossibility of the overwhelming amount of alerts and data right. and the places that you have to go to actually do something about yeah. it. We just talked to the folks over at Phantom, and it's kind of an interesting take on that. Basically, they're trying to be a single place to go where you can easily visually write configuration and then push it out to all the various different controllers that you've got. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it, it is definitely interesting because I know the most common problem is actually configuration errors. Right, right? Yeah. So yes, I have all this really great security tech, but if you don't implement it right or you don't take care of alerts in a timely manner, that's where it breaks down, right? So something like this really actually is beneficial. Yeah, it's, it, I like the idea of, of sort of shortening exposure time by automating the manual cumbersome processes. I also like taking smart people and not making them do dumb things. Yeah. So you can focus your team on something that actually needs creativity and sort of a human mind, yeah. less just rote mechanical typing. I think it looks, it's pretty cool. Yeah, actually, it seems like something that could actually help and save, give some time back to security. So um, now we're at day two at Black Hat here. And um, like we, we talked about on the, on the show floor, kind of nothing super, you know, innovative in the security space this year at Black Hat, right? I didn't see, right, there was very little in the, like, uh, controlling, stopping, blocking that was new or different to me. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, every the buzzwords were, you know, adaptive analytics and mm -hmm. real-time threat behavior detection and anomaly this and yeah there's endpoint. i saw still a lot of machine learning ai right. that kind of stuff all over endpoint yeah it was still strong endpoint yeah but uh what's funny is okay yeah people are using the buzzwords like they like they normally do but like really aggressively using them and so much so that they didn't they couldn't really communicate what their solution was i felt <laughs> yeah everything certainly sort of blended together in a stop threats using predictive heuristic analysis and something 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 mm -hmm. you know it was just like oh man i don't even know although as we i think mentioned at the show some of them went a little too far this year it's almost like black hat has lost the black hatness and it has turned into a marketing show because mm -hmm. there was a lot of you know booths that just either made no sense at all or went too far you know it's like we stop everything all the time from anyone uh, no matter what you're you're safe. Yeah. It'll be a little sad, I guess, when Black Hat turns into kind of an RSA. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely had... Uh, the attendees didn't feel like that yet. Right. Yeah. But everything else kind of did. Um, I, one thing I did kind of like, and maybe it, this isn't necessarily unique, but I think the, the trend of this, as it kind of gets more um, mature and refined, mm -hmm. is the um, some of the remediation automation stuff. Yeah. We stopped yeah. by uh, what Phantom? Is it, Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. Phantom. And that that whole thing, I think, is a hot ticket yeah. for the next couple of years. I think you're right. Because I think what goes hand in hand, and maybe again, it's just my perspective, but what goes hand in hand with the fact that I didn't see a lot of new ways to actually stop imminent threats, then maybe what we can do is get more out of our human beings by stopping 
them from having to do so much manual right. configuration, all that jazz. Right. There's so much configuration to do. Are you doing it right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, another thing that that uh, I saw that I kind of liked was, and I don't know how many companies did this. I, I was aware of one. I don't know. If I saw it on Twitter somewhere. But WatchGuard did kind of a CTF mm -hmm. thing, which. If everyone doesn't know, I kind of really like those. They're yeah. these kind of hackery puzzle things, you know, decrypt this thing, exploit this binary, you know, SQL inject this site, that kind of stuff, right? right. Um, and so they had one that was this kind of puzzle, and it was fun. And the fun thing about it was is that before Black Hat, they you did this online component, and then if you passed everything, you got a code to go get a piece of hardware, and then do kind of some hardware hacking on on the floor. Um, that hardware was a big draw when you had it. <laughs> Other people were super interested because it looks yeah, interesting. It does look interesting. And, you know, maybe I can put, put a picture on the, on the blog post when we do this. But um, where I kind of would like to see these going is, yes, they are kind of fun. I mean, I did enjoy this one. It was fun. Mm -hmm. But there was real no security lesson to right. be learned. It was like if I spent the time to do all this stuff, you know, decode all this binary junk and everything like that, then I win one of their products, which for me personally, I don't really know how useful that is, but right. um, I kind of like, I would like to see this as more of kind of a, a maybe, and this sounds a little bit corporate of me, but a learning tool, like yeah. instead of just, can you spend the time to break this code, you know, exploit a host and see what that's like. And, and then after you do it, maybe this is when you're your first time or maybe you're seasoned at it, but like, Hey, that was easy. <laughs> that could be my company's host. Right. Yeah, right. I think that is the that would be good. And I know, like in this particular one, there was a lot of stuff that you already knew, so that could be part of it. But you know, when you're you're figuring out how to apply a cipher and then work backwards, mm -hmm. uh, that's that maybe could have been learning because maybe you didn't know that much about you know name your encryption or whatever it was. But, yeah. But I, I'm with you. It almost to me when I think of these things, it's I want them. I start thinking about like a sim and alerting and. It's like, is there a version of it that's a game of operation? Like where you're trying to get the little plastic bone out of the out of the guy without hitting the walls, without setting anything off. And can I have both screens and just know? Like, oh, there it was. Okay, I tried that and it immediately flagged, you know, name your technology. Mm -hmm. Oh, good, I have that technology. I'll be catching things like this. But A, it's teaching me how to thwart or or get around things so that I can theoretically go back and make my configuration better. And B, it's showing me if those things are real hard to get around and I've made a good investment or if it's just yesterday's news. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was is an article I saw um, that NBC, NBC Universal or NBC News, mm -hmm. MSNBC, some, one of those. <laughs> um, ABC. They wrote it because it happened to pop up on my Google Now cards, uh -huh. yeah. things I'm interested in. Um, Someone wrote about Black Hat, right? And, oh, okay. And, uh, and at first I was like, oh, let's see what, you know, this is a legit reporter, right? He works for a big firm. What is he going to say? And the quotes that he got were, were things like, um, you know, it's not if you're going to get breached, it's when. Yeah. Right? And how that's a profound, it's like, that, is that new? <laughs> Thanks, NBC. I know. Um, oh, boy. So, you know, I kind of wish that, Maybe this the uh, the news coverage was a bit more intelligent on this event as well, but yeah. You know. But I think there is an interesting thing that's happening where the regular folks are realizing that 
this is something they need to worry about. You know, we were talking in the in the Uber from the event over back here with the driver of the Uber. There was a, a credit union that was being held up the other day, mm-hmm. right? Someone was being <laughs> held for ransom. And the guy, Uber driver, who's a local here in Las Vegas, he's like, oh, you'd be surprised. Happens all the time. Casinos are getting robbed all the time. Banks are getting robbed all the time. And it barely even makes the news. And uh, I was thinking, man... You know, he said that the only stuff that makes the news is the stuff where they like run in with a motorcycle helmet and they steal it right off the table out of the trays, or like some guys with pig masks come in and try to turn something over, and that's what the news is. The news isn't, hey, banks have vulnerabilities and your money's in there and you think it's safe, but maybe it's not. We need to think about a better way to do banking. It's pig masks are terrifying. Right. People use them in an assault, and so in security, we didn't make the headlines for a long time. So nobody really knew it was happening. And now there's enough, quote-unquote, terrifying, right? Ransomware is terrifying. Yeah. And now it's making the news, and so your average person is starting to pay attention, and they're getting terrified, which yeah. maybe is good, maybe is bad, but it means, you know, it's not if, it's when, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I, I hate the FUD marketing, I know. right? It's rough. It, it, it only works on people like my mom who are like, <laughs> She's I, the have, target demo. I have to stop using email, right? Because it said I do. Well, I'm like, no, you don't. D- does she listen to the pod? To this one? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, well, she does have to stop using email. <laughs> but not because not because of the security. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you remind me of something. So you were talking about on the way over here in the taxi. Uh-huh. On my way from the airport in on Tuesday, uh, my taxi driver was saying, he's like, oh, well, hey, which, which convention are you here for? Because he asked oh, me, right. I said, I'm here for work. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, there's just, there's really only one big one going on. There's probably, you know, there's always kind of probably smaller yeah, you Las know, Vegas. things going on. And uh, he goes, uh, no, there's, uh, are you going to the pet one or the black one? And I'm like, I'm going to the the black hat one. That's the, the computer security he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's another one. It's at the same hotel. It's for pet grooming. Yep. Stuff like that, which, which I was like, what? That's not real. But yes, mixed in with all the security nerds were like, new and improved dog food manufacturer, yes. this, this urine away Ur- mat Urine thing. off. Oh, urine off. Yeah, the name says it all. Urine away. Urine yeah. away is fine. That's probably, <laughs> like, if I would made urine away, it'd be like, urine away, far and away, the best urine removal product. But urine offs was literally the name says it all. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you were in high, it's like, I'm Mark Urinoff. And from the age of 5 to 16, I got the shit kicked out of me every day. But I decided to make lemons into lemonade, and I've made urine off. Yeah. <laughs> we, we finalized which, which event I was going to, and he goes, yeah, man, computer security. What are you guys going to do? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. What are we going to do? Yeah. We haven't done it. That's kind so, of a you know, naive question, but it's a good question. Yeah. Like, what are you, you going to do? Because, you know, a guy like the taxi driver is like, he... Maybe maybe he's super smart. Who knows? Sure. Maybe he knows nothing about technology. Yeah. But he knows enough to be like, cybersecurity sucks right now. Right. Right? He, and he's just a guy off the street. Right. So what are we going to do? Because we're not doing it right yeah, now. Yeah, we're not doing it. You know, again, I, I think I think what we have been doing for a long time and what I saw at the show and, and was reminded at the show is we are spending. We're buying a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening, I'm sure you've, you've configured a fair share of security things Mm -hmm. and we stack them up and we make tall walls and we sometimes listen to you know the sales engineer or the professional services guy that that comes included with the thing we bought 
And so then that's where we get our config and we put it up and then there it runs. And then we buy another thing and we put it on top of that. And then we buy another thing and we put it out in the cloud. And we buy another thing and we put it on mobile devices or whatever we do. And that's good. It's all well-intentioned. But I think all of us, A, now our sim is just like ping, ping pong. Now our sim is like a pinball machine. It's lighting up all over. It's making noise. Yeah, I said, I, I don't know. I guess pinball, ping pong, they kind of, it's the same, right? It goes back and forth. It, it, fat guys do it. Uh, okay. I don't know how many <laughs> fat guys play ping pong. I mean, not like professionally. Those guys are true athletes. Right. But like, I feel like I, I'm good. I'm better at pinball because I can, in, in, I have movement? more control surfaces. Less <laughs> I just press it with my gut and my hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the Sims alerting too much. Anyway, it's just too much, but we don't know what it's actually doing. And it's, it's strange to me that that's a new concept. It right? is. It seems like we should have been thinking about this for a yeah. really long time. Yeah, you know, as long as your your particular host is patched and you got some firewall rules, you're good to go. But it's like, oh yeah, but you can get there from other places. Did <laughs> right. you forget about that? Yeah, <laughs> I think we do. Actually, I had a conversation, a long conversation, with a guy today um, from a national, uh, a global bank, but certainly United States national bank, well known. And he's a real sharp guy, and he's doing all the right things. But he has just a giant team, you know, it's the old battleship analogy or whatever. It takes a long time to steer that thing and make it change. But he was pointing out that very thing. He's like, half the people I talk to don't know what I'm talking about, the folks that are giving him money. Mm -hmm. the, the, another percentage of the other half, they know exactly what I'm talking about, but they say, yeah, we'll get to that project later. At least this is stopped. You know, at least I've found the, the vulnerabilities and I patched. So... Do you think there's a gap between, let's say, like a CIO who's not really going to know the details of that, mm -hmm. and then the actual, you know, uh, you know, opsec engineer? Is he like embarrassed? Like, oh, I didn't. The CIO? No, no, no. I'm saying like, okay, the CIO is not going to know those things that you're talking sure. about. Sure. Yeah, right? it's not his job. Engineer guys probably does know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But is he like, I'm looking for something to help me, or is he like, I? I'm embarrassed. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, that is interesting, you know, thinking back. I, I can also imagine a conversation, too, like looking back from when I was in IT, like, hey, I need to buy this very expensive tool to help us know where we have issues and then we can read it. And the CEO going, well, but that's what I hired you for. You're the tool. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a tool that said that to you. Yeah, the tool, <laughs> a tool and the tool are different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was a tool, not the tool. No, that's true, too. And I, I bet there's a lot of people who feel that pressure mm -hmm. where, you know, it's like, geez, I earn a salary. It, it's a good salary. I'm here to be the expert. And if I'm all I'm going to do is recommend tools, I'm, I might wear out my welcome real fast. Call in. I, yeah, I was going to say leave a comment. Oh, that's that. But you know what? No one left comments last time. Now, we know a lot of people listened. Yeah, we have. We used the Google Analytics. The Google. So we know. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. But uh, very few comments. So try to do better next yeah. time. If, tell us what you want to hear. Otherwise, this is going to get real boring to you real fast. Is it already? No. Call in. I mean, leave a comment. I'm unfamiliar with this whole call internet in. technology. Hey, I, remember, I, still, I called them readers last time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm one step behind you still. It's true. <laughs> yes. Hello, dear readers. We also need to think of a name for the people that listen, so that they can say to themselves, themselves, so they can say to themselves, "Hey, yeah. I'm a I'm a third factorer." Oh, I see. Like specific. I thought mm -hmm. you were saying like a podcast receiver. 
That's that's <laughs> that's a technical term. Uh, but you're talking about like like what would our fan mm-hmm. name be? Yeah, they're they're uh, uh-huh. three affairs, three affers. You tell us, guys, if you got a good idea. Three for three <laughs> three for. I like three for. <laughs> but we None. were talking about rough time to be a CISO. It is a rough time to be and a CISO. And one of the things I was thinking of is like, yeah, I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to be a CISO unless you gave me like unlimited money to put in, right? Hire the best staff, mm-hmm. get all the right tools, yep, etc. Right. Um, and it brought up an interesting point. I was at, uh, at some some gatherings of CISOs. And one of the things that we discussed was, and I thought that at the time I was like, that's an interesting question. What what was their reporting structure? Oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, I think a lot of people would just assume, oh, the CISO reports into, you know, SVP of IT or CIO or something like that, right? right? Or sometimes engineering, if it's that kind of organization that's engineering heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what that that discussion went into was the most effective um, kind of reporting structure was CISOs reporting into to general counsel. Yeah, right. that actually right. makes a lot of sense. General counsel is all about like risk reduction, and right. and I think it's also helpful that they're not they don't have to pretend to be smart about technology. They can just be like, "You are my trusted advisor, mm-hmm. so I will you, you do your job." Like, right? Like you know, if you're if you've got a CIO that think they're smart and they're like, "Well, you know, we don't really need to buy that thing because I know a little bit about that." Mm-hmm. There's you, arm you, wrestling. You can see how that might be difficult. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, if you go, if you want to chime in on, uh, you know what you're in your organization, what the what the security reporting. Yeah, some best practices or things you've seen work or not work. It is interesting the general counsel idea because I never really thought about it until you brought it up. But legal in a in a given organization, their job is to stop as much risk to that organization as mm-hmm. they can without stopping the organization from doing business. Right, they because they could literally just write a contract that was like, you can't buy anything from us, and we won't sell you anything, and you can't work with us, and now we're beyond lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So they have to they have to constantly keep things flowing while still trying to keep folks safe. It is very similar charter to a CISO's organization who knows like, all right, I could just block everything, and then we're done. It's 1971, and we're just a little tiny island in amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or I can I have to do business. And right. so there's a, some acceptable level of risk, and we have to sort of move forward, and we got to constantly be working towards minimizing or mitigating that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think also another thing that helps with it is the uh, the authority structure of it, right? Yep. Where, <clears throat> remember, in most organizations, IT is seen as a as a service cost center organization. Yeah, right? GNA. Right. <clears throat> Where. Um, uh, you know, general counsel isn't, and if and if I've got a security thing that I need to say, absolutely not, we're not doing this for whatever reason, right? Mm. Um, I've got much better backing, executive backing, if that comes from legal, than another, like say engineering or IT, where they're like, well, we've got to, our customers want us to do this. I, I found that I maybe you remember this time, but when we were in IT, where we were like, we had to weigh this between, do we do the right thing? IT mm-hmm. slash security wise, or do we do the right for our customers, our internal customers thing? Yeah, yeah. And a lot business. of times it was, forget it, just make the business work. Yeah. Uh, we'll worry about that other thing later. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I remember that well. Uh, <laughs> I want to take a sip of water, but I can't. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, my microphone is currently, we're both using lav mic. Let's just, you know what, we're pulling back the curtain here. Pay no attention to the microphone behind this curtain. We're using lavalier mic, clip on microphones. But both of us too lazy to clip them on. 
to our clothes and or eh. So Jonathan has clipped his onto the top of a plastic water bottle, which is 82% full of fresh water. Mine is clipped to a wine glass. Let's call it ballast since it's um, serving a technical purpose. <laughs> it is. That's true. <laughs> your, your water bottle is about to dive. Just taking on water. Uh, why don't you move that microphone and have a drink? I, I'm okay. No, uh, no, they want to hear I have a much more burning question. Burning Where sensation. does the term lavalier come from? Lavalier, uh, it's, so it's an old term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, I knew you, that you'd know. You clip it on <laughs> to, your, to your clothing, uh-huh. and then it's got a, usually, I mean, now they have wireless ones, but even the wireless ones have a cable, and uh, it comes from the fact that you, you wear it bodily with the cable that comes off. The lavaliers of old were actually just uh, the people that were slowly lowered down into the mouth of a volcano Oh. To understand whether or not the gods were pleased or angry. That was a lavalier. And, uh, you know, they, it was tethered to them. And so they oh, okay, I get it. So kind of like bandolier, but for lava. A, a bandolier was lowered slowly into a marching band. <laughs> right? Isn't that how that works? I'm not sure, I guess, is the real answer why they're called lavaliers. Okay. <laughs> bandolier. Yeah, a bandolier. The only bandolier in existence, there's only two. Chewbacca, bandolier. Which, by the way, what's in that? Bolts for his crossbow? Or candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Candelier. Chandelier. And then the other one is a unnamed bad guy cowboy, usually from Mexico, you know, like hat pulled way down. Bandelier. But can you imagine? So you got a bunch of bullets, one by one, stuffed into a little tooled leather thing. It's a good use of space. I know it's, it doesn't seem practical because you're like, I gotta take these one by one. But people had revolvers back then. Yeah, they so. was one by one all the time. Yeah. Chewy doesn't have a revolver. Yeah, that's why I think it's treats. Yeah, it probably is. Chewy treats. Chewy. Hmm. Chewy treats. <laughs> Scooby snacks. <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas, call in. Yeah. If you Or if anybody knows. Mm-hmm. And don't give me any BS about like, oh, that's where the zipper for the costume was. And so they figure, I don't want, you know what? He's real. Well, it wouldn't be a sideways zipper. I know. Let's hope. Although, those costumers. But again, I don't want to hear about it. Chewie's real. That he wore it. It's historical. Yeah. What was it for? All right. So we were on the floor, like we promised. We're at Black Hat, like we said. Talked to some folks. We did. Talked to each other. Yep. Talked to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Do add your feedback, add your comments, add your questions. Thank you so much for listening. Episode two, In the Can. We plan on doing a few more. We're trying to line up some special guest stars. That's yes, going to be exciting. special guest stars. Again, if there's topics you want to know about, if there's products you want to know about, if there's solutions you want to know about, if there's stupid TV shows. You know, that's a, you bring up a good point. I, I think know. it could be interesting to have uh, our opinion on some product. I'd be happy to dive into that. Yeah. No one is more qualified than you <laughs> to give an opinion on some product. Uh, and yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. We have access to many things. We'll do that. And also, just for everyone's information, we're on uh, iTunes mm-hmm. podcasts uh, yeah. and Google Play Music podcasts. So Correct. you can go there and subscribe, and it's automated and maybe easier listening than getting it directly from the site. Yep. But there you go. Yeah, thanks very much. The Third Factor, Jonathan Chris from Black Hat, signing off. Thanks so much. This hotel room's crazy. I can't believe it. Sorry for the background noise. Lavalier Mike. Cheers. Cheers.